This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You are on Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 and we're having a little walk down the history walk this morning, Janet, as you know. Uh, you know, we're talking about Pride March and our next guest uh, is Penny McDonald, and Penny will be well known to many people from the earlier days of Pride March when Penny uh, marshaled everyone uh, who had to march and uh, did it very effectively. Uh, good morning, Penny. How are you? I'm well, Matthew. How are you? Oh, look, I'm good. And I could say, you know, there are many times that I would be wanting to do something at Pride March and people would say, oh, you need to speak to Penny about that. And I'd speak to Penny and you'd go, no, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Which was absolutely fine because Penny was, you know, responsible for making the march went off without a hitch, pulling together all the different strands of it. And, you know, you did an awesome job, Penny. Um... You can feel really proud of, you know, what you did there at Pride March and, you know, also how it's evolved. I wanted to touch on, if I may, you know, clearly, you know, you'd be aware of of what happened last Sunday. There's always been controversy about who who participates in Pride March, hasn't there? There have been many groups that, you know, uh, some people have thought they shouldn't participate. Do you want to give us a little bit of a you know, your personal reflection or, you know, your memories of some of some of those early Pride marches? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, bottom line, you can't say no to anyone, you know. You know, there'd be different groups there that I'd go, oh, do we really? Yes. <laughs> really? But, um, but all organisations, all political parties, all workplaces, um, if they're there, if they're prepared to celebrate their diversity and prepared to come to Pride March, then that's fantastic. Because all, you know, no matter what um, workplace or organisation you are, there's going to be um, members of our community there, and if they can feel supported and feel proud, then that to me is fantastic. When you look at the, you know, those early days, Penny, and, you know, that Pride March, you know, and we think now it's it it's, was the 29th, so, you know, that's actually more than a generation of people yeah. that have been marching, you know. And we've seen, you know, from, from schools, you know, from state schools. Um, scouts. You know, scouts. Uh, scouts, you know. And, and I think you made an important point there that, you know, the march has to be inclusive in allowing people to take, to take part. Um, the challenge, though, Penny is where there, you know, people have a very, very strong opposition to some of those groups. Uh, A bit of a devil's advocate question here. If you were still uh, involved, what would how how would you deal with that? Well, I would argue against. I would argue against any any uh, action taken by any group that um, could cause harm or trauma to people in the march, especially if they're there with their children. Yeah. Um, and so I think you you have to stick to your principles that this is an inclusive event that is there to empower people. 
Um, and, you know, I think for me, pride, you know, the, the, the strongest thing has been, has this saved someone from committing suicide? Has this empowered them, given them a sense of community, made them feel strong? Um, and so I think it's, it's bad form to do something to make any group that wants to participate in an event that's about empowerment feel disempowered. I mean, it has to be it has to be a safe space, and you know, whilst many of us acknowledge and understand the strongly held views uh, of of different groups, uh, safety is a two way street. You know, some people yeah. say they don't feel safe with these people participating, but they, you know, there's a, a reluctance to accept that those people participating that they say make them feel unsafe that they might feel unsafe. So you know, how, how can it be that, you know, you, you, you don't... Feeling safe surely should be for everyone. Um, it's not just a one-way street, is it? Yes, and look, I mean, it is... It's absolutely... Um, it was an interesting thing for me in the early Pride marches and um, dealing with Victoria Police and dealing with... Um, the blows and the police marching because, you know, I'm a political activist. So I was at the Richmond school trying to save Richmond High School when the police yes. came in with the batons. And so for me, it was like, oh, I've actually got to deal and communicate with people that I have felt violence from. Um, but it was actually really lovely to go. There is a whole world within the police force. It's about diversity and inclusion Um and I think when Christine Nixon came on board, she had such a... She went to every police station, met every person, and then met all the support groups. So we got to go and meet her because the Glows were organising um, an event where she got to meet the community that they worked within. So, you know, that was... Uh, yeah, from good things come out of all of this. So, yes, it isn't... I completely hear you that um, there would be... When you have a such a big range of community from religious groups to political parties to, um, you know, the services that, yes, you're going to have some people that are going, I feel oppressed by that group. But um, when you're there for that reason of pride and solidarity and equality and diversity, then I think that's what should be celebrated at that event. I remember that meeting with Christine Nixon and it was at the old police headquarters at the World Trade Centre and Christine was a little bit nervous but she broke the ice by grabbing a couple of plates of sushi and walking around <laughs> and introducing herself and offering it to the offering it you know pieces to all of us. When you think back to those years pennies that was a really good analogy you know that you're uh, you know you're involved in, in you know in, in Richmond in the school and that you are now having to engage with an organisation that, you know, you perhaps wasn't your fondest organisation, and engaging them and providing a, a space for them uh, at Pride March. That's pretty challenging, um, isn't it? It was, but it was also beautifully exciting and, you know, so lovely to see, you know, a shift of inclusion happening. And I think that's... Um, that's the key, isn't it? That that it's a it is about that progress, and we see um, 
we see that move from being on the outside to then trying to work with the leadership to make changes in the institutions. I mean, one of the things I find fascinating about the Pride March and this one particularly is how many corporates are there. Yes. And, um, you know, we saw banks, we saw oil companies, we saw saw telecommunication companies. There were 400 different organisations marching penny. And and a lot of them have a lot of resources um, so that their their contingents look put together. They look fantastic. Um, and they're, they're really proud. And a lot of those people who are marching in those contingents are uh, queer people from within those or, mm. those institutions and organisations. So what, what role do you think that, you know, how, how important do you think it is for, you know, beyond Victoria Police? Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around you know, the change and where we're at right now, because obviously, you know, 20 years ago, we felt that we it was important for Victoria Police to march in uniform. This dispute now about whether or not that's the right thing to do. But uh, there's a lot of other um, uh, institutions and organisations that also march. Um, well, look, I think any... It just makes it a bigger community... Um, and is adding more workplaces where people feel that they can be who they want to be and love who they want to love and feel supported in that. Um, so I'm for, you know, having it open to anyone that wants to come. And to me, that was the essence of, of when we, the, those first March when we started organising them. Yeah. A slight diversion, if I may, Penny, you, uh, you're living in Tasmania now, is that correct? I am. And are you... And today's our Pride March. And are you stirring the pot there too? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not stirring the pot as much as I, as I would like to. I did... Um, I mean, obviously, I go and I did volunteer on the first couple. So it was quite weird going from organising something to rocking up to a new town and volunteering to be a yes. marshal. And being told what to do. Oh, I would have um, loved to have been a fly on the wall when that was happening. I was just so I was very quiet about who I was. Um, but um, uh, no, look, I'm not stirring the patches, pot as much as I used to. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, there's always so many committees and things to be on. And yeah. My um, professional society for the Alexander Technique wanted me to go on the board there and I'd go, I'm not being on more than one committee at once. So when I stopped doing all that, I went on that. So that's taken up a lot of time. Um, so when you, when you look back, Penny, um, how important do you, do you believe and do you know that Pride March has been for, for advancing equality for our community? You know, if you think back 29 years ago, but the changes that we've been able to bring about, how important and how central do you believe Pride March has been to that? I think it's been hugely uh, central, and I think that's because of its public public aspect to it. You're out there on the street knowing that you're possibly going to get televised by yes. a TV and put on television. So for people to, uh, especially in those early days, to actually come to Pride March was big, um, especially in workplaces where they felt that they would be, they were outed or, you know, mm. where people just couldn't come out. So I think if you look at over that sort of 29-year span, 
I think it was quite instrumental for people to have courage yes. to come out um, and for developing a culture of workplaces and community groups and whatever organisation it is to realise that they need to make sure that they are embracing diversity and looking after everyone that's a part of that organisation. And I think... Uh, and, and also, you know, just that whole thing of I do believe that we have saved lives. Yes. I do believe it's given people courage and a sense of community and that that hopefully has kept them on this planet. And I think um, it's that organisational yeah, support too. You know, if you work for a telephone company, I won't mention any names, oh, don't know all, who sponsor all, his. They've all done it. <laughs> um, you know, if, if, and, um, and you see the, their um, banner and a contingent uh, and you're not yet out at work, then that gives you a bit of um, courage to be able to be at work because it's saying that the organisation that you work for supports who you are mm. and that and that freedom and that and that's that's changing, isn't it? It's life changing, but it's also um, it's the pointy end of social change that individual stories and individual experiences. Yes, yes. Mm. We're, we're pretty much out of time, Penny, but I wanted, first off, I wanted to thank you for making the time today, but also, you know, thank you, you know, for the, all the hard work, all the tears, all the sweat um, that you put in, you know, to the community, you know, in Victoria and particularly to Pride March. Uh, you built a really strong foundation for an event that's now in its 29th year. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, because oh, thanks, Maka. And thanks to everyone, like especially the girls team this plan, I'd better acknowledge her. Yes. Um, well, you know, because, you know, we we did it together and we did it with a committee of people that were incredible to work with. Um, so, you know, a big thank you to the team that we had that uh, made this possible. And, you know, to think back, Penny, some of those, you know, those troubling times that we all lived through then, uh Pride March was so important and folk such as yourself and the whole team that worked with you and the people that put it on against enormous odds, uh, it has made a difference and it did save lives. So you can feel really proud of that. Thank you. Thanks, Macca. And thanks, Macca and Janet, for, for keeping doing this for everything you both do. Um, and for having a nice trip down memory lane. Yes. And, uh, Stay well, and uh, please, if you ever, you know, when you come across to Melbourne, let us know. We'd love to uh, have you in the studio and have a further chat. If nothing else, it's a great photo opportunity, Penny. <laughs> Absolutely, will do. Cheers, and uh, good luck, you know, to your, your partner and your extended network. Stay well, and thanks for what you do. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You are on Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 with Macca and Janet Jukes. Stay with us. We'll come back for a quick chat, you know, perhaps a longer chat. We might even ask Liam what he's been doing. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.